I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good morning. This is Brooke Howard with The Daily Beast. It's Thursday, August 6th, and these are the top six stories the Chi Chi team is watching right now. Facebook really was not trying to get involved. The social media site tried its hardest to avoid taking action against posts from President Trump that broke its own rules. But on Wednesday, I guess Facebook just could not take it anymore when the president went on a rant about children and the coronavirus. In an appearance on Fox News Wednesday morning, Trump falsely told the hosts of Fox and Friends that children are, quote, almost immune from COVID-19. After Trump posted a clip of the appearance with those comments on his Facebook page, the social media site took down the post, saying it included, quote, false claims about the virus. It's a shift that could have an enormous impact on Trump's re-election effort. Team Trump has made Facebook, with its inconsistent enforcement of its rules against disinformation, a cornerstone of its campaign, spending, so far, tens of millions of dollars in ads on the social network in 2020. We now know for sure that the NYPD embedded at least one undercover informant among protesters demonstrating against police violence in the wake of George Floyd's death. The disclosure was buried in an FBI affidavit in the case of Jeremy Trapp, who was arrested by the NYPD last month, after he allegedly attempted to cut the brake lines on an NYPD van parked in Brooklyn. At the time of his arrest, authorities said only that cops apprehended him as he emerged from underneath the police van. But the affidavit unsealed in Brooklyn Federal Court this week shows that Trapp had, in fact, been the subject of a days-long surveillance operation initiated by a confidential informant being paid by the NYPD. The filing sheds new light on the often controversial tactics that police are using to monitor protests organized after the killing of Floyd, an unarmed black man by a Minneapolis cop back in May. Looks like we're one step closer to seeing President Trump's money trail. Prosecutors in New York City have reportedly subpoenaed Deutsche Bank for records on Trump's finances. And the bank has complied. The New York Times reports that the Manhattan District Attorney's Office issued the subpoena last year for financial records Trump's businesses provided to the bank that may show evidence of fraud. This indicates that their probe is wider in scope than only the hush money payments Trump's campaign paid to women who alleged they had affairs with him. The commander-in-chief and the German bank have had a relationship since the 1990s, and the financial institution has lent his company more than $2 billion. In court filings this week, the Manhattan lawyer said they were investigating possible bank and insurance fraud, referencing what it called, quote, reports of possibly extensive and protracted criminal conduct at the Trump Organization. The mayor of Los Angeles has found an innovative, albeit annoying way to ruin parties that ignore social distancing rules. 
Eric Garcetti authorized the LA Department of Water and Power to shut off services to homes found to be repeat violators of the city's ban on large gatherings. The measures are intended to slow the spread of COVID-19. The mayor leveled the threat at people who he said were, quote, determined to break the rules, posing significant public dangers and a threat to us all. Multiple house parties in the city have gone viral on social media, even as California's coronavirus cases have reached the highest of any state. Neighbors called police on one recent party in the Beverly Crest neighborhood that authorities refused to break up. A shooting at the same gathering left one woman dead later that evening. Oh, he's big mad. Vice President Mike Pence tore into Chief Justice John Roberts during an interview on Wednesday, singling him out as a, quote, disappointment to conservatives. When asked by the Christian Broadcast Network if he was left, quote, scratching his head a little bit by the conservative justice's recent legal opinions, Pence did not hold back. In addition to upholding the Affordable Care Act, the 65-year-old Roberts also joined with liberal justices recently to strike down Louisiana's controversial abortion law and ruled against a Nevada church that claimed coronavirus-related restrictions were a violation of constitutional rights. In an ominous message to Roberts, Pence said that the justice's recent decision served as a, quote, reminder of just how important this election is for the future of the Supreme Court. President Donald Trump's campaign has requested an extra election debate with former Vice President Joe Biden in early September, forecasting widespread early voting. More states by the day are emphasizing early and mail-in voting as the coronavirus pandemic rages on. The two campaigns have agreed on three debates, the earliest of which is scheduled for the end of September. Early voting and mail-in voting, which the president has repeatedly and baselessly said is fraudulent, open in September in some states. Not only has the Trump campaign floated the idea of an extra debate at the start of September, but the camp also submitted a stack of favorite right-wing pundits and Fox News personalities as possible debate moderators. Rachel Campos-Duffy, a Fox News contributor and former Real World cast member, made the cut despite her role as a syncophantic pro-Trump commentator across Fox's opinion shows. The list also includes Fox Business Network anchor Maria Bodoromo, whose friendship with the president dates back to their time as New York media icons. Other Fox names on the list came from the network's more so-called hard news side. Anchors like Brett Baer, Shannon Bream, Bill Hemmer, and Harris Faulkner all made the cut. The list includes 24 names in total. That's all for this morning. Check back every weekday morning and afternoon for more of the news you need to know. Find us on your smart speaker or wherever you listen to podcasts.